Well, welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with Pastor Danny Anderson. Hey guys. Hello, Pastor Danny. Good to be back. Oh, we have a wonderful topic for us this morning, and it is taking 100% responsibility of your life. Let's talk about getting a breakthrough and taking responsibility. That's a tough one. Yes, it is. We're kicking it off hard here. Uh, What do you mean by taking personal responsibility? Yeah, so, well, I think what I mean is taking ownership of your life, Mm. total ownership of your life. And, you know, it's, it's a human thing to to duck responsibility. Sure. It, it is. really yeah. is. And I think that people do it for many reasons. I think sometimes it's sheer laziness, it's a fear of failure. Uh, there's a sense of being overwhelmed by the circumstances in your mm-hmm. life and we tend to push off responsibility on others and we famously infamously just blame others sure. for our current situation sure. and our condition and um, it's it's human to do that. Yes. You know, it started in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. You yes. know, Adam sins and God comes to him. Adam and Eve sins. Eve actually eats the fruit first. She does. But God goes to Adam first and says, what happened? And he blame shifts. He says, the Absolutely. woman the woman you gave me did it. <laughs> and then when God goes to her, she says, the devil made me do it. So right. it's, it's, that's, those are our ancestors. That's where it came from. And it's human to do that. You know, in our home, uh, lying and blame shifting are the two highest punishable offenses. <laughs> so why do you think it is that so many of us, like we learn this little to blame shift and we keep doing it on into adulthood. Why do you think we resort to blame shifting? Well, I think for starters, it's comfortable. You know, it mm. allows us It allows us to stay where we are. We don't have to move. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to even feel bad right. about our current situation. Uh, Henry Cloud, who's a f- uh, fantastic author of Mitten Ready him. Books, um, he's a psychologist, Christian psychologist. He said that blame is sort of a comfort food for the soul. <laughs> it diverts us from the effort of owning responsibility. Mm. And, you know, I, I agree with that. You know, there's just a, there's a comfort to, to knowing, well, it's not my fault. Right. I didn't do it. I, you know, I didn't create this scenario. And it just allows us to, to stay where we are, stay in our comfort zone. Um, and and I, don't have to, I don't have to do anything. You know, if it's my mother's fault, if it's my employer's fault, if it's your husband's fault or your wife's fault, you know, then um, I'm justified yeah. in my current situation and uh, I don't have to do anything. Hmm. And honestly, that's blame shifting is, is really where uh, the danger lies. That's that's what creates the scenario that, that get, that's very detrimental to us. It's not necessarily the fact that I don't take responsibility. I mean, that triggers mm-hmm. it. But, but once I point at somebody else for the, for this, uh, to, for the responsibility of, of my condition, the current condition of my life, that's where the real danger lies. Okay, so the word danger, that's kind of a, a powerful word. Why, why would you call it a, a real danger? Why would you call it danger? Well, I think that when you blame somebody else for your current situation, whether it's a boss or uh, your spouse, like I mentioned, or even just a situation or a scenario, um, some people believe that that politics is the real source of their Mm -hmm. situation, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, um, what happens is that puts you into a victim mentality. And once you're in that victim mentality... Um, now you're and you're you've essentially given your power away mm. to someone else or to a situation, mm. and once you give your power away, you're you're giving control away, control of your life, mm. and you're actually giving control over to someone else, or or a situation, 
And, and now, you're, now, now you're not in a position to take action. And if you can't take action, then you can't change your life. Mm. And so you remain, so, so what happens is you end up being stuck. You get, you get stuck in uh, a rut. You get stuck yeah. in a relationship. You get stuck in a job. You get stuck in a, a bad mental state. Whatever that you know, if that's anger or depression or mm-hmm. worry, and um, and that's that's what happens when you when you blame shift you and you know when you enter into a victim mode. Okay, if we uh, stuck, if you're stuck, if you're stuck in that rut, then then what do we do? Like mm. <laughs> ruts can get real deep real fast. How do we get out? Well, I mean, the the quick answer to that, and it's an easy, it's easier said than done, is to you know, take responsibility right, of your right, life. Right. I mean, that's, sort of, that's, the, that's really how you get out. Uh, you know, there's a, I actually did a talk on this, a full talk on this back in our adulting series. Oh, such uh, a good yeah, series. Yeah, it was week number two of that series. Um, and I quoted Albert Einstein. He said this, man must cease attributing his problems to his environment and learn again to exercise his will, his personal responsibility. Oh, that is so hard to yeah. do. But that really is the answer. How do I pull mm-hmm. myself out of this victim mentality where I'm blaming others for my, the current condition of my life? I've got to say, wait a second, this is my life. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be happy, it's going to it's going to be because I take action. If I'm going to be a healthy, Ooh. it's going to be because I take action. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, when we take responsibility, we're taking the power back. We're taking the control back of our lives. And essentially, responsibility puts me back in the driver's seat. And it's the state of mind that says the condition of my life is is really up to me. Mm. You know, one of my favorite quotes from Jim Rohn, who's a you know personal personal development right, guru right, right. back back uh, many years ago. He said, "If you don't like the condition of your life, change it. You're not a tree." <laughs> and I, I you're I not just, a tree. That that image. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't. I can move. Right, you're not stuck. I'm really. not stuck on the ground. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a tree. So if I don't like the situation, my job or, mm. or or relationship or how things are going with my children or how things are going in my heart, then I can do something about that. Yeah, and that puts me in the driver's seat. Then I can take I'm empowered to take action, and then my life can change. Hmm. What about okay? What about if things are not our fault? Are you saying that like? Part of taking this hundred percent personal responsibility is that if there's things that aren't your fault, you're owning them as well. Like, are you responsible for those things too? That's such a great question, and no, no the answer is no. I okay. mean, what, what's okay. not your okay. fault okay. is not your fault, right? You know, okay. if you grew up in a home where your father was an alcoholic and he was abusive, look, you did. That's not your fault, right? Right. Taking responsibility yeah. is not saying, it's not admitting that you're guilty. Yeah. of something you didn't do. Um, so I just want to be clear on that. However, it is saying that I am now responsible for my response to what happened to me. Mm-hmm. What am I going to mm-hmm. do about the fact that I grew up in a home that where my father was an alcoholic or abusive or my first wife cheated on me or whatever yeah. the situation is, there was some injustice that took place, you know, some sort of prejudice or hate, hatred that came your way. Yeah. Okay, that happened. It wasn't your fault. But now, now I'm responsible and how I'm going to respond to that. Mm, And that's what I mean by taking full responsibility of our lives. You know, when I did that talk back in the adulting series, Mm -hmm. I I referenced a quote um, by uh, psychologist Viktor Frankl, who wrote a book called The Man's Meaning, um, Man's Search, The Search for Meaning. Okay. 
And he said this, he said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is the power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. Mm. And so what, what that meant or what he meant is that the stimulus of the things that happen to us, the events take, that take place. There's a car accident, you know, there's a, uh, a tornado comes through, mm-hmm. our boss, you mm-hmm. know, is, we have mean to us or whatever. And those things are sometimes outside of our control. And for Victor, he was a, he was a victim of the Nazi uh, you know, regime and he was mm-hmm. in a concentration camp. And so obviously none of that was his fault. Right. He was just right. Jewish and he didn't do anything wrong and they locked him up and tried to kill him. Mm. Um, but what he realized is that everyone else around him in the concentration camp was giving in to depression and discouragement, losing hopes. People, Some people were even committing suicide because right. it was just horrible what the Nazis right. were doing. But he realized that he, that, that wasn't automatic, like that he had an option. He did not have to choose to live in hopelessness or mm. anger or... Uh, or any of those things that, and so he he realized that they could not reach into him and choose his attitude. That he had the power to choose, and so he chose yeah. a different path. He mm. chose to feel different. He chose a different attitude, and that is to, to be human is to have that choice. Yeah, you know that's what makes us unique as human beings. You know, we're not the responses that we have to our situations are not automatic. We think they right. are sometimes and we say, right. and when we get into that victim mode, we really do feel that way. Well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, of course I'm angry. Look what she did to me. Of course I'm upset. Look, oh, I have I have the right to be depressed. Look what, my, I lost my job or whatever. Well, okay, it's understandable, right. but it's not automatic. You can make a different choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is where the power lies. Taking responsibility means I'm going to leverage my ability to choose between mm-hmm. stimulus and response. Mm. And that's where the power is. And that's where the freedom is. And that's where we grow as humans. So can you help us like, um, well, I need a little help for, from you, like walking through when it's a, when you're saying stimulus and then you have the power to choose and you have the power to pick your response. Like what what does that mean in a concrete way? How What's a great example of that? So let's say that you are um, you're a guy and you're dating a girl and she's she's just mean to you, mm-hmm. or you're a girl and someone just lies to you all the time. They're or, just yeah. your friend. Or let's and, make it even worse. Let's say they cheat on you. Okay. Let's okay. Just, you know you're you're yeah. dating okay. and and so now that's the that's the event. Okay. And this and there's a stimulus and it's hurtful. Okay. And there's pain involved. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, the natural response and the understandable response would be anger, bitterness. He's a terrible person. Yeah. He cheated on me. And yeah. and you know you you hold a grudge, and mm-hmm. all of that is understandable. And if you tell that story to your friends, and you say, well, "I'm so mad. He cheated on me," and and you start to badmouth him to your, your friends, they're going to affirm you. Oh yeah, he shouldn't have done that. And you have every right to be angry. And well, yeah. And, and then they affirm your feelings, which is totally natural. Um, and then what happens is you you just get deeper and deeper into this resentment and mm. bitterness. And anger, and who knows where that goes. Right. And the thought process is, you know, um, this is my way to get back at this guy. You know, yeah. or, or he deserves this. And what? But eventually, th- what that response does, which is totally natural and totally understandable, is it leads you to this position where you're stuck. Yeah, you're stuck. Like the bitterness and the anger, 
and the the resentment mm-hmm. builds and builds and builds and now it starts to bleed over into your other relationships and you're not happy mm-hmm. you're not healthy you're not whole and and then the, but the story you keep telling yourself what am i supposed to do he cheated on me yeah cuz cuz i'm in the victim mode right right and right. i don't have any I don't have any op- option to choose otherwise right. because look what he did to me. That's the danger. It's yeah. his fault. Okay. There it is. It's I his did. fault. Okay. He cheated on me. Now I'm justified in my all my emotions, my toxic emotions, and I'm unhappy and I'm stuck. What am mm. I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. So taking personal responsibility would, would, be, would be to realize that, wait a second, in between the stimulus, he cheated on me, and my response, anger, bitterness, and resentment, is this window of freedom hmm. to choose to forgive, to choose to let it go, okay. to choose to show grace, to choose to walk away, to choose to end the relationship. And that's, and that's to be human is to have that option. Hmm. And that's what I would encourage people to, to look to, to see that window, that possibility that they can choose. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So what, what happens when you um, take the 100% personal responsibility for your life? What shift What shift can a person expect in that? Well, I mean, honestly, it's like you, you, <laughs> your whole life can take off. It really huh. can. Your whole life can blossom because when, when you take full, res- when you realize that you have the option, no yeah. matter what's going on in your life, even if terrible things are happening, mm-hmm. you have the option to respond. You have 100% control over that. Your emotional state, your response to what's going on, yeah. your life can take off because that, again, it puts you back in the driver's seat where you are now empowered to take mm-hmm. the actions that are necessary to change your life. So it might look like, okay, I don't like my job and I want something different. Mm-hmm. Okay, what can I do? What can I do? Um, oh, I'm not stuck, right? Because right. I'm... I'm I'm responsible. I'm not a tree. So I'm not a tree. So I'm going to start to take night classes because I want to, mm. you know, get this degree that's going to lead to a better job. And so what What do you do? Boom, you start taking night classes. Yeah. And I know there's you know, other things that are involved. Well, people say, well, I can't do that. I have kids. And well, okay, you can do something. Right. And maybe night right. classes is not the answer. But the, the, the point is, is that when you take responsibility, you suddenly are in the position where you're creative, your creative juices are flowing, you're coming up with ideas, you're seeing more opportunities opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you're now looking for opportunities. You start taking more risks. You start taking more chances. Doors start opening up to you because you realize that if this is going to change, it's going to be because I make it change. Right. Does that make so? Yeah, so really, that does make sense. Your whole life could take off and start to blossom and, and the sky, you know, it, it almost become, it, the opportunities almost become limitless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the people that uh, I get to minister to regularly and, and like moms that um, don't like their kids' behavior or how their kids are just, even just how they're treating them. Um, you don't have, you're in charge. You're the boss. Yeah. You don't have to put up with that. You can, you can make a shift. And I think that's super empowering to know that, even though it's felt like you're in a rut and you felt stuck, there's just that that little shift into the driver's seat that the 100% personal responsibility will give you. Or if you're if you're dating someone who you know isn't right for you, or you even have a friendship that you know isn't right mm-hmm. for you. That's big. There's there's you're not a tree. You're not stuck. You can take responsibility for it even if they've been mean, hateful, cheating or whatever to mm-hmm. you, whatever, mm-hmm. fill in the blank of what they've done to you. Absolutely. That's empowering. 
Yeah, it really is. And that and that's the key mm-hmm. word. When you take responsibility, you're you're empowering yourself, mm. and you're realizing I don't have to put up with this anymore. I can change the situation. I can read. I can study. I can listen to a podcast. Yeah. I can find out what the experts are saying. Let's go back to the mom who feels like, man, my kids are out of control, right? And uh, they're just walking all over me, <clears throat> mm-hmm. me, and I don't know what to do. Well, there are things you can do. You can read the books, you can listen, you can get help, you can talk to a counselor, you can have a family meeting, you can set new boundaries, you can put together, you know, here are the five key values of our mm-hmm. home and mm-hmm. you hold the kids accountable to those values, whatever they are, like be, being kind to one another right, or we're not going right. to raise our voice. Like you could take charge mm-hmm. and, and you can change the culture of your home. And uh, that's what happens when you see yourself as, as 100% responsible. You get out of that rut. Yeah. You do. You take action. Now, starting starting this off could feel a little overwhelming. Like, could you give us some um, support on where to start? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I think that where where can you start? Here, for me, here's where here's where I started, um, and it goes back to when I, I told you this earlier. Um, when I was. 19 years uh-huh. old, uh-huh. Uh, I decided I wanted to get married. <laughs> I think it was 19, maybe 20. Um, I can't remember. I should remember that. <laughs> it's okay. We won't my wife is you. not listening to this. <laughs> and I went to my dad and I told him I wanted to get married. And I, the con- I don't remember exactly what he said to me, but the conversation was, that's awesome. I'm glad yeah. that you want to do that. Uh, but you don't have any money. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, you need money to get married, yeah, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. I was moving out of the house and, yeah. you know, all my bills had always been paid and I keep, my parents always took care of me and always paid for everything. Yeah. And now it's suddenly stepping into this new area of, you, we're not paying, we're like, you don't have any money and it's not, you're not getting any more from us. We're not only going to not pay for you, but you're starting yeah. a family and we're not paying for that. We're either. not paying for your family. <laughs> so it, this it dawned on me that, oh my gosh, like if this is, if I can, if I'm going to do this, I have to yeah. generate income. And it was like my first step into adulthood that mm. I'm going to, I've got to take the bull by the horns and I've got to figure it out. And, and I did, I solved the problem. I got a job and made some money. And uh, on my wedding day, actually, you know, felt like sort of a, an adult. <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is it's this realization that <clears throat> if my life is going to get better, yeah, if I'm going to move forward, I have to create that scenario. Mm. I have to take action. Mm-hmm. And a person can start with listening to their inner dialogue. You know, okay. do, when you, when you, the voice in your head is, does that voice tend to blame others yeah. for the condition of your current situation. Yeah. And if it does, you have to change that inner dialogue and say, yeah. and you have to start telling yourself, wait a second, it's not my parents' fault. Mm-hmm. It's not the economy's fault. It's not the mm-hmm. politics. It's about the politicians. It's not my brother. It's not, it's if my life's going to get better, I have to take action. I have to change this in my life. Mm. And when, when a person can do that, their inner dialogue, they're setting themselves up to take, to take action and, and change their life. I absolutely love that. Um, about 10 years ago when I was uh, finishing my degree, um, I took a, a class about uh, teaching adolescents how to break the cycle of poverty. And one of the things that they talked about was the responsibility bomb. Like, 
you have to drop a bomb mm. in your way of thinking that acknowledges that this is where you were born and this is what circumstances have happened in your life, but now it's time to blow it up. Mm. And you can, mm-hmm. and you can. And I think that when when we're talking through this, that's that's what I keep thinking, that no matter where one of our listeners is in his or her life, there's there's the opportunity for it to switch, for it to get better. Mm-hmm. Whether it's something that you've chosen and now you're stuck in this rut because of something you've chosen or something that's happened to mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. the principles are are relatively the same for how you move for how you move out of yes. it. Yes. Yes. And I think one more thing that I would say uh, that I think a lot of people today need to hear, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially younger people. Um, you know, in their 20s and, and even in their 30s, because um, I'm now in my 40s. <laughs> we are. It's wonderful. Um, no one's coming to save you. It's so, people just need to hear that. Yeah. Not only is no one coming to save you, but no one owes you anything. Yeah. But in our world today, people think, well, my, you know, my break will come or, you know, someone's going to come knocking on the door and offer me this wonderful job of my dreams, six figures and insurance. And no, they're not. Yeah. No one's coming to save you and make your life what you want it to be. No one owes you that either. Just because you're born doesn't mean that people owe you a great existence. And, uh, you know, when when you come to that realization, it's like, okay. You know, if, if, if I want the life that I want, I'm going to have to get busy. I'm going to have to make it happen. I'm going right. to have to learn, take the classes, get the degrees, learn the languages, whatever it is that I need to do, uh, uh, you know, I got to do it. Yeah. You had a quote from St. Augustine in the adulting series. Mm. What, what was that quote? Um, yeah. That, and that, this is for those of us who are people of faith. You and I are people of mm-hmm, faith. I know mm-hmm. not everybody, not all of our listeners are. But how does faith, you know, play into this equation? Mm-hmm. It sounds like we're saying it's all up to you. It's all up to me, 100%. And in a sense, it is. But then in another sense, it's not. You know, St. Right. Augustine right. said, you know, pray as if everything depends upon God and yeah. work as if everything depends upon you. That's so good. And I think that's the balance in the spiritual life. It's, it's not true <clears throat> that God's going to do everything for you. He's just not. Right. You know, he's not going to get you in shape. If you want to get in shape, you got to go to the gym. <laughs> you got to right. cut your calories and you got to do it. You, you know, we can pray for that. I'll give you another example. I, I want a great marriage. I pray for a great marriage. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. If, I, if I'm really going to get that great marriage, yes, God's going to help me. I believe that. He's going to, you know, add his supernatural power to things, his favor. But I have to take action and serve my wife mm-hmm. and love my wife and be a blessing to my wife and mm-hmm. listen to her, learn to empathize. You know, the, all of those skills. If I don't take action, yeah. I'm never going to have the marriage that that I'm hoping to have. Right. And right, so right, right. In, on a daily basis, my thought process is today, what can I do to bless my wife? Oh, that's today. good. And then tomorrow. You know, it, and it's not, not big things. It's just small things. What does she right. need me to unload the dishwasher? Does she need me to, you know, help help with the kids somehow? You know, and just that yeah. awareness puts me in a back in the driver's seat to create mm-hmm. the marriage that that I, I would like to have. And so, of course, you add God to that, and He blesses. And yeah, and I know we're wrapping up, but I just uh, want to ask you 
something you just said uh, kind of struck a chord with me. Um, when sometimes when you're in the rut, it feels insurmountable, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Sure, I would love to leave my seven dollar an hour job and have one with insurance that, you know, I, allows me to pay for my kids' school and pay for, you know, just make more rent, sure, just make sure. rent, and that." It, it just seems like it's too much. Like, but you said that you have you uh, evaluate your thought process, and then you think, "What can I do today?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're thinking about the the big marriage piece about having the whole big marriage go well, but then what can I do today? So. I, I think that that's super helpful. And it makes it manageable. Mm-hmm. It's not so overwhelming. You know, all these yeah. different areas of my life. Well, yeah. what's one thing I can do today? Yeah. You know, and then you do that thing, and then you do something else tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but the key is the the source of that action is the the mindset of you know ownership, responsibility, yeah. ownership. So well, if you fix good. that first, then you will you will be ready to move. And and do what what is necessary to make the to make your life better to get unstuck. That's wonderful. you know to break through. Oh, that's really good. Thank you so much for all of oh, this, man, this information. This was this was great today. I hope that you all wrote down. If not, feel free to listen to it again. You can check our show notes for the quotes and the books mentioned today. And as always, no matter what platform you're listening on, we would love to get your feedback. We'd love for you to share this podcast with someone that you know um, needs to take personal responsibility. Share it in a gentle, loving way. But um, we would love to have you visit any of our campuses. You can go to eclife.org and learn more about Pastor Danny or the church. And we're just so glad to have you month oh, after thanks, month. Rach. And we're glad that, glad uh, to be that here. you take, yeah, you're wonderful. And we're, we're grateful for you. We'll see you next month, guys. God bless.